getting away from it. That's that's what I did. I came home. Um, I had a couple of offers to uh, to stay full time. Uh, Falkirk, Partick Thistle, and I think it was Ross King at the time. No, Morton, big one, Morton, Lee Morton. And again, the, the, the salaries back then weren't what they maybe are now. I mean, still not great, but yeah. you were looking at nine month contracts on 500 quid a week, which sounds fine. But a nine month contract, 500 quid a week, 18 grand a year, you get tax off it, try and live in the central belt, drive a car. I, did, I, I was a bit older, I was about 26 at the time. I thought, do I want to go back into that? I'm not 21 anymore. Don't. I just decided to stay stay, stay back up the road. Um, I remember, obviously, how it came about then for Martin, obviously, I was at Martin beforehand. This The coach there was Graham Coots. Graham Coots was obviously my boys' club manager. Mm-hmm. I'd always kept in and watched what was happening for Martin. We played for Martin for Dundee the, the year before, the pre season sort of thing. You know, I knew Cadger, I knew the boys there, I knew a few of them. So when I came home to Tarvis, I went and asked Kaj, eh, can I come and train, you know? I went on a couple of trials. I went on a trial to um, Slovakia and I went on a uh, trial to um, the Czech Republic. Both went well, but not really. It wasn't financially lucrative enough for me to decide to go and uproot my life over there for a couple of years. And we played, I remember, I came back to from Martin and Pelly was a manager from Martin. And Pelly had asked me to train and... He couldn't remember me for being in trial at Aberdeen obviously 10 years previously. He didn't remember me at all. He probably didn't remember for the week before, but I was just pearly, you know. Um, and he was he was quite keen to sign me at the time. But we played Falkirk in a pre-season friendly. And I remember L, uh, Stephen Presley, the manager at the time. Crawford was there as well. Um, Stevie Crawford. So I knew them from Dunfermline days. But bear in mind, the season previously, I'm at Dunfer- uh, Dundee trying to win the league against Falkirk, you know, and Falkirk won the championship. So the first reaction they had was, what the hell are you doing here, pal? You know, we'll take you to Falkirk next week. And I says, look, you've got Johnny Flynn, Chris Smith, and you've got uh, your Darren Dodge. I says, Darren Dodge, your captain. You're probably paying him the most money. What are you paying him? He says, they're paying 600 quid a week. He says, well, you're not going to pay me 600 quid a week. He's your captain. I said, I'll play ahead of all three. But it just didn't, <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't materialise to being something for me. And I mean, when I look back at it now, I play against the boy Lyle Taylor. Lyle Taylor playing up front for Falkirk. Um, He's now playing for Forest, you know, and I know his salary, and you'd be disgusted if he knew his salary, you know. And I just think that's just football, you know, that's the sliding door sort of thing. Um, and yeah, I end up, <clears throat> I end up um, getting to the stage where I say I don't come from, a, I don't come from a, a financial background, and I didn't really earn money playing football, as I've told you. So yeah. it got to the stage where um, I end up getting a job through an opportunity through somebody I knew again from boys club football. Gave me an option, uh, gave me a career, and uh, I signed on it for Martin. Um, in hindsight, do I regret that? <clears throat> Parts of me do because I do miss football. There's no getting away from that. I do miss the full time aspect. I do still love playing football. That's why I'm still playing today. But um, I maybe did leave the football, the football premature to be honest. Because I say in the nine seasons I played full time, um, I was injured for four of them. Mm. Of the five that I played in, as I said. Uh, I made team the team of the team of the year. I think three three out of the five times. I must have done something right, you know, at a decent level. Um, but as I say, that's that's all working on the bridge now, you know. And as I say, I end up with for Martin, and as I said when I left there, <coughs> massively underachieved at for Martin Football Club. There's no getting away from it. The closest we came was the, the very first season I was there, um, and yeah, we blew it. There's no getting away from it. We, we choked. We blew it. Um, mm-hmm. I think four games to go. We needed something like three points or four points from four game from four games, and we got it. Um, and the only people that can ex- that have to accept that is ourselves, you know. Um, 
and leagues don't lie. People say we're unlucky and all this sort of nonsense, but mm. leagues don't lie. You know, you, you, the winner of the league wins the league. End of story. Whether whether he deserves it or not, you've won the league. So, why, yeah. Why, why do you think that was the case? I'll I'll never I'll never outrightly, outrightly blame Steve Patterson, but four games to go. I remember opening the evening paper, and every reporter wants a, as you'll know, every reporter wants a wants a line or wants something. I remember opening the evening paper and. Patterson had a quote in the paper, double page spread, back of the evening, our title to lose, you know, the big from Martin Flag, and I thought, oh, Christ, don't believe that's, that's a team talk for the next four, four opponents, you know, stick that on the wall sort of thing. Because I was playing it down, you know, I was confident that we could win the league, but I mean, even punters in the, in the village, and that, well, you've won the league down, I'm like, well, I haven't won anything yet, until you've won it, you haven't won anything, you know. <clears throat> and we took, we got, I mean, if Steve Patterson's honest himself, if he looks back at it, he... Big Ross Campbell had been injured and he was just come back to full fitness and he played a blinder in the, on the Saturday. And he, he changed the team. He, he, he changed, he, played, he was man the match on the Saturday and we were playing midweek against Turriff. Away to Turriff. We went 1-0 up. I think we beat Turriff won the league. We went 1-0 up. I think it would be 2-1. And, uh, but he, he left Coombs in. Coombs was fantastic. Like, and I just don't understand why Chop changed his team. I, I, I still they don't understand it. But... When it boiled down to, I mean, to be honest, the season, the, the game before it, we played, before the last game, the season we played near at home. And then we went, I mean, Gethins is probably still talking about that bloody goal when he robbed Andy Shearer from, like, he, he showed me it time and time again. And everyone, great goal, great goal. No, not great goal, shite defending, you know. <coughs> I've openly, you asked Stuart Smith if you ever get him in here. I've openly showed Stuart Smith and Big Coombs, Ross Campbell. There was both him and him and Coombs are standing behind uh, Gethins. Let him turn and volley the ball over Andy Shearer's head. Great goal, no crap defending. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had chances to win that. We won the up, I think we did as well. With we two or three chances in the first half, we should have buried the game, we didn't. It? And then when you knew going into the last game of the season, it's the first time I've looked around the dressing room. I, I think I've seen a few boys freeze, if that makes sense. Big mm-hmm. game. Um, and we never turned up. Cove, Cove got the upper hand. The day I'm surprised the game actually went ahead. It was absolutely horrific that day. It was pouring the rain and um, and the best team won on the day. They, they, they outfought us. They, out, they were just a better team than us. Um, we needed to draw the game. We couldn't even do that. So frustrating. But um, <clears throat> and we, weren't, we weren't the first team to choke at Martin Football Club, and I'm pretty sure it won't be the last. So um, <clears throat> it's just frustrating to see where the clubs ending up end up now. You know, we we used to neck and neck with Cove. Yeah, if not arguably better than Cove, and uh, obviously Cove have gone on to bigger and better things, and Fermanagh have obviously stayed where they are. Um, but <clears throat> that's what it is, you know. Yes, um, so, what what do you think the main <clears throat> reason um, for that seem to be good for cup finals? <clears throat> yeah, cup, cup, cups cover up cracks. So let's be honest. You get, I mean, Fermanagh are so inconsistent. Um, I mean, again, some sliding door moments. You know, we 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 we've, we've come close a couple of times, and I was there, but. Um, as I say, that first season we should have won it. We didn't. We, we, we blew it. The second season we didn't do enough in investing. You know, if you look at any good team, any good teams are successful. Every year they've got to try and raise the bars. They've got to take in players of, of quality. We never did that. Um, we've never really, for Martin, we've never really strengthened year on year. The one year we had a push at it, obviously Chris Hunter came in and put a fantastic squad of players together. Cost money as well. There's no getting away from yeah, that. Yeah. Um, we were flying, we had a good side. Um, and again, we lost two or three players at the, at the wrong times and, and, and it had an effect on the team, you know. Um, we were neck and neck. We started that season 
I mean, I'd, I'd come back from the Brora, the Brora side, came back into Fermanagh, and, and I mean, the, the, the team there was incredible. You know, we were playing the Scottish Cup games, wiping the floor with the League Two teams, League One teams, a bit like Cove did, you know, in, in a lot of years in the League Game. Yeah. Um, as I say, <clears throat> unfortunately, I, I I I managed to do a cruciate against against Cove that that game. We got beat one 0 um, fine margins again we played I remember we Scott Barber came inside off after 15 minutes hit inside the post they had one shot and goal Darrell Nicholl scored for 30 yards wonder strike little fine margins like that I did my cruciate Daniel Park blocked tackle three kicks accident didn't know I'd done it came off at the end of the game knee blew up x-ray not finished out for the hunters like, I've been, you'll be right next week no no I'm out that's me out for a year sort of thing mm. Neil McVitie was playing right back doing very well at the time Neil McVitie ripped his pelvis that, that game as well so before you know it we've kind of lopsided like the, the, the half of the defence is kind of gone that, and, and that was us for the season you know um, Gary Weed dropped back to centre half and it was just just, it just didn't click after that you know um, disjointed the team Um People lost Baggy as well. Baggy moved away. He was doing really well at the time. Oh, yeah. um, so I kind of feel sorry for him in that aspect. But yeah, we've just, <clears throat> for Martin, I've always just been one of them ones where, you know, it's just, it's never quite, we've never quite managed to get across the line. Yeah, we've, we've won some cups and Paul's done a fantastic job there. You know, he's, 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 he's been very successful, most decorated time league manager for Martin. So fair play to him. And I hope they get back to where they want to be, but it's going to take some significant either investment or a real turnover in, in players, you know, because there's some strong teams in the league now. There's no getting away from that. You know, Brora still a force to be reckoned with. Breakin, Brora, uh, Fraserburgh are absolutely flying. Mark Cowie's done an incredible job. Grew up playing with Mark Cowie as well. Played all, all three boys club selects with him as well. Um, he stopped playing football too early, but you could argue he's done the right thing because he's been very successful as a manager. Um, Bucky, Graeme Stewart and that, he's doing a great job. Rothers are coming on strong. I dare say if Banks and E get up, yeah. they're more than capable of putting up a, a challenge as well. So, yeah, interesting to see what's going to happen with Martin. And Rui Loco's got a fantastic young squad. What, what, what are they going to do in the next couple of years? Big, you know, big investment and in, 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 in a right good squad. You know, I tip them to be there or thereabouts in a couple of years' time. Um, so, no, it's, it's exciting though for the high league as well, you know. Um, there's, there's probably five or six teams that feel they can win that league now. So, as opposed to maybe there's maybe only two or three. So, the golf's getting, you know. It's 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 getting better. Um, so yeah, no, it's uh, as I say, uh, it's an interesting watch. Going back to your for Martin. So what was um, Steve Patterson like as a as a manager? Stevie Stevie was Stevie was a great guy. You know, I mean, there was a lot a lot said about me and him falling out and whatnot. And um, I've still got the utmost respect for Steve Patterson. He was he was he was just something else. You know, mm. he was absolutely brilliant. Um, a real character. You cannot. I mean, that man's done everything in the game. You know, um, he had his demons. He had his, his, his he had his issues. You know, that is well documented, and and I can resonate to a lot of that. I have a father had similar 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 problems. Um, I loved his man management, but at the same time, he frustrated the hell out of me. You know, mm-hmm. that first year I came back, I mean, I still treat. I still to this day, I still treat football with the respect it deserves. I still treat it like a, a job, you know. Um, I'm still preparing properly, whether I'm, whether I'm playing full-time or part-time now, I still always prepare the same way on a Saturday, you know, to go out there to play football. I don't You won't find me in the pub drinking on a Friday night or anything like that. That's not, not, not my makeup. Um, but With Steve Patterson, he was just great in man management, but 
what a what a what a what a time we had. I mean, that first season. I mean, we had a big squad. I remember that was the hardest thing when you. And I was told this: when you go full time to part time, you've got to accept the mentality change. Mm. And I couldn't really get my head around that. And a lot of people, if you speak to, they, they don't understand that. Um, football was my life. Um, it was my livelihood. Uh, always has been, sort of thing. Some guys still have got a job. Football's not everything to them. You know, football was just an out for them, a, a release or it was a, a hobby. Um, now, I was captain that second year or first year. I can't remember. First year, no, Rusty was captain. I was I was vice captain. But, but Pelly had exposed me to the salaries of what everyone was on. I would never be the kind of player that would ever, I would never bring up money or anything against someone's performance. <clears throat> but I used to get frustrated. We'd sometimes have like six guys turn up for training on a, on a Monday night or a Tuesday night, and I'd be sitting there going, "Where the, you know, where is everyone? Where's such and such? Where's such and such? You know?" And uh, Pelly would come in. I'd just ask the question, "Where is everyone? You know, where, where are they?" And uh, <coughs> Pelly turns and says, "Oh, such and such is working, and he's not here. He's not well." And, and I'd be questioning, "He's working? How can he be working tonight? He's a PE teacher." Like, how are you working at night if you're a PE teacher? You know, I, I couldn't get my head around it, you know. Fair enough, it was parents' night, but parents' nights maybe once a year. It's not every, every week, you know. Um, so, yeah, <clears throat> I had my frustration with Pell on that aspect. I remember, we started the first season. My first season at Thamartin, we'd started 10 from 10. We'd won 10 games in the bounce, and we were flying. And we went to play against uh, Cove at Alton Park. <clears throat> and Pell never turned up to 5-3. to three. He was just he'd gone gone loose the night before, and I didn't really know about this that it was like this. But he came in and named the team, and it was hilarious. He came in and named the team, and same team as like last week, guys. Two of the lads were suspended, you know. It's like well, they kind of play gaffer because they're suspended, you know. But um, great guy had his demons. Um, we ultimately fell out about, um, and it was to do with it was to do with standards and, and professionalism, mm. you know. Um, a lot's been, I mean, there's been so many different versions about how we fell out, why we fell out. Um, some guys agree with some don't. Um, I don't take back what I said that night that, that we fell out. Um, I believed in it. And if you believe in something, stick by it. And if I met Pell just now, I'd still shake his hand. I've still got that most respect for him. I don't I don't hold grudges against him. I don't despise him. I've not got a bad word to say about him. Um, he's an absolute legend of a man. Um one that I, I thoroughly enjoy his company, you know. Um, and it was just a, a, a purely a football decision that we, we kind of, we, we, we fell out on, you know. Um, and ultimately, it led to me leaving the football club and uh, gave got given the opportunity to go and, and, and play for five, six months at, at Brora, you know. Yeah, so uh, do, do you think it was even more frustrating because of, obviously, you were used to standards that I... <laughs> But obviously, knowing the wages people were on, is that made it more frustrating? Yeah. Because yeah. you're thinking, why why are they getting paid that when they're not, you know? Absolutely. And I mean, I think if there's any guys listening to this that, that will put their hand out and accept any form of um, financial incentive to play part-time football, you know, I think there's a there's got to be a the type of guy I am, you know, I will never be, I would never accept any form of wage contribution and then, disrespect that person that's paying that wages by not showing up, not giving you the commitment, you know. And there might be guys listening to this, they might be listening to me about the Brora situation. because um, obviously it was well documented in the on the on the Brora. I mean I 
categorically say this now, I signed for Bro, and the first question I asked was, what's the intentions for Bro? Are they trying to go up? Or are they not trying to go up? Mm. Um, and the general consensus was that they couldn't really afford to go up. And if you're being brutally honest, let's, let's be brutally honest about it. Brora don't really have the infrastructure unless they've got a financial backer to go up. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Unless they've, they've they've got a massive investment with board directors or the, the club, that was just the perception that that, that that was proceeded in. So I was never so, and it was it was quite weird with the Brora thing. Um, and that's credit to the, the team of lads that were Brora and, and why they dominated so so much as they did. They had eleven captains on the pitch in all the positions you know mm. the, the, the demanded standards from every one of them and it's a bit like I've, I'm seeing it very much with Fraserburgh just now you know the good successful teams in the high league all demand standards and demand uh, 100% out of each other and they've got a real good t- team spirit they had that in abundance at Brora um, and it was, it was a real pleasure to go into that dressing room you know um, because for once I knew that I just had to focus on my game because everyone else was, was so determined you know everyone was at training you weren't playing, if you didn't train, you didn't get in the team, you know, and if you were playing well, you stayed in the team. So there was a, a real quality of players up there that you had to play well every week to, to stay in the team sort of thing, you know. Um, and and that, that's something that, as I say, maybe for Martin, we lacked that a little bit, mm. you know. Um, and like, as I say, that's, that's I mean, Cove, Cove got it in the end, didn't they? Like Cove yeah. got that winning mentality. And once you get that, Opposition players and opposition teams start having that doubt when they turn up. You know, it's like they're almost beat before they turn up to play against teams. And, yeah. that, and that's quite evident. I mean, I'm seeing that to an extent with, with Fraserburgh just now. Some teams feel they're beaten before they play against Fraserburgh, you know. And and that's credit to Fraserburgh, but at the same time, you know, there's no reason why other teams in the league can't take points off. They're not invincible, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, as I said, thoroughly enjoyed my time at Broda. It was, it was fantastic. A lot of time for the people up there, a lot of time for the players. Um, and as I say, they went on and, and, and did it again the, the year after or whatever it was, and, and they're, they're still doing it. You know, they're still up there. People, I like, I like the way people write them off, but yeah, they've still got quality all through that team. You know, there's no getting away from that. Mm. Um, but no, thoroughly enjoyed my time at Brora. Won a league, so I can, you know, I can, I can say I've won it. I, frustratingly not with a Martin, I should have, um, and didn't, which frustrates the life out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But as I say, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, so was there ever, before coming back to for Martin, were there ever options to maybe stay at Brora or go elsewhere? Yeah, so we had, um, so when the whole Pele Craig fallout happened for Martin, there was a bit of uncertainty what I was going to do and where I was going to go. Um, I had a, a career away from football. I had a, I had a, I had a secure job, a secure career, and I had football on the side. So for the first time in my life, I didn't rely on football. Mm. Football was a sideline, but I still treat it as a full-time job, if that makes sense. Yeah. I had a day job, a career, but I also had football on the side. Um, when I <clears throat> There was discussions of me going to variety of high league teams when I, when, I, when I was leaving for Martin, and uh, my boss couldn't understand why I wanted to sign for Broda. Now, my only purpose, I spoke to Gollibeck. I knew Golly from playing full-time, obviously, he was at Cali. Golly phoned me and said, Look, do you want to come to Broder at the end of the season? I'll take you to Broder. And of course I did. Broder was top of the league at the time, you know. Mm. I'm I'm I was at Fermart and I'm 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 there to win leagues and win titles and win cups and stuff. I'm not there to play second best. Um of course I'm gonna come and play. Um and it worked because um my other half then obviously lived in Inverness and all the boys were in Inverness, so I could stay there on a Friday night or go up for training and vice versa, you know. Um 
so it kind of worked. And the four month, five month, whatever it was, I went up there and played. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Enjoyed my football. It wasn't about finances because everyone thought I got paid a fortune to go to Brora. It actually cost me a lot of money not to go. Uh, for, for, cost me a lot of money to leave for Martin, if we're being brutally honest. But it wasn't about money for me. It was just I wanted to go and play um, and, and and win things. And then when when that season came to the end, um, Ben McKay offered me a contract up there, um, quite a lengthy one, if I'm being honest. Um, but it just didn't really. I didn't sign. I, I had an idea that Steve Patterson was struggling at Martin. I didn't know if he'd still be there the following season. Um, and I still believed I was as good as what anyone else could play in my position at the time. When I was only thirty at the time, I thought two. I can't remember. I thought one thirty two. And uh, as soon as obviously Hunter got the job, the first thing he did was phone me and say, "I want to take you back to Martin." And in the background, obviously had Ben McKay saying, "I want to keep you at Brora." Um, but I'd had a gentleman's agreement with my then current employer, my, my day job, Luke, in the summertime, I'd review my football idea because he'd known me since I was a kid. He was a boys' club coach at the time as well. And he said to me, Luke, we'll be big boys about this, Craig. If you're going to go and sign a long-term contract with Brora, I half expect you'll move up to Inverness because that's where you're all harsh from. I says, we'll review that and cross that bridge in the summertime. Um, and it just never really materialised because I would have had to have, I would have had to have gave up my job to move up to Inverness on a whim sort of thing, you know, go and sign a deal with Brora, maybe get a job, maybe not, I don't know. Um, and as I said, at the age of 27, when I left full-time football to come back to Fermartin, my only gripe was, I mean, I still watched guys playing in the SPL. Some of my mates playing for Dundee, because Dundee ironically went up that year. Yeah. They got moved yeah. in the SPL. And I'd waited, I'd waited nine years to try and get back to the SPL for that taste, you know, and, and uh, it was heartbreaking to see guys that I played with and should still have been playing with, if that makes sense, playing in the SPL when I'm playing now in the high league. Um, but my only saving grace to myself, and I kept saying myself, was there's far better players than Craig McEwen getting to the age of 30 or 35 at the end of a full-time football career with no money in the bank and they've got mortgages, wives and kids to pay for. Mm. You know, and, and that was the thing that kept me grounded that, as much as I missed the full-time football industry and the standard of players and, and the, the, the crowds and the, just everything about it, you know, the training every day, sooner or later, you know, you've got to be a realist. And and in Scotland, especially, unless you play with the old farm or maybe, you know, top three, four teams in, 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 the, in the SPL and, or, or you've been successful enough in, in, in other parts of the world, you're going to have to find a job anyway, you know. Um, and there's far better players than me that would have had to find a job. So, I mean, I, I take a bit of comfort in the fact that I made the right decision then, um, albeit, as I said earlier on, that I do miss, obviously, playing. I did I did miss full-time football. Maybe did, in hindsight, leave too early. But, as I say, um, that's all water under the bridge now. So, um, But, yeah, to answer the question of the Brora thing, <clears throat> there was an option to stay up there, but it just wasn't feasible. Um, and I would have, I would have jumped at the chance if, if, if I could have worked something out. But no. Um, ultimately, came back down, signed for for Martin, and we hit the ground running. Chris put a great team together, and then unfortunately did my my cushion, you know. <laughs> so, and unfortunately, first game back after doing it, I did it again. So it was, I kind of missed what two seasons, two and a half seasons with a cushion agreement. So frustrating when I look back at my career that I've probably lost about six years of football with, with injuries, you know, and it's not like I'll play through a knock, I'll play through a strain, I'll play through a, 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 a aches and pains, but 
unfortunately you can't play with one knee and you can't play with your 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 ripped out sort of thing. So yeah. but yeah, you know. That was the the, the Martin and Brora days, so to speak, you know. So yeah, so, so how how you find your football now? Obviously you're still playing. playing. Yeah, I'm, I'm still playing and um I still enjoy it. I mean, I remember being 17 years of age playing for Fermartin at the time, and I remember playing playing with some of the some of the players I played with Fermartin back then. We we had, a, we had some smashing players, you know. Um, and I remember the players then being in their 30s, and I was sitting thinking, "Going, Christ, you're ancient, you know." And now, and now I'm at that age in my career, and I'm I'm training on a Monday night with some guys that are 16, you know. Some guys I'm I'm training with guys that I played with. I'm playing with their sons, you know. And it's quite quite daunting in that aspect, you know. Um, but I still enjoy it. Um, I'll be. I've said this to many people. I'll, I'll stand by. I, I think Scottish football, in general, the national teams in as good a place it's been for a long time. But Scottish football, as its as its as it as its own like product, is a is a mess. If we're being brutally honest, you know, this pyramid system that they've put in place, and I, I, I know uh, Ian Maxwell from full time days as well. I don't envy him in the role he's in at the SFA, but. Mm. It's a mess. I mean, let's be honest. Scottish football is a mess. Um, they've got we've got far too many senior teams. Um, this pyramid system, the whole idea of a pyramid system, is to drive the most ambitious clubs to the top and the best players to the top, so they're competing at the top. Yeah. Well, we all know categorically that's a lot of nonsense. You know, there's better players playing further down the leagues, albeit well, yeah. because of financial yeah. reasons or because of logistics reasons. Let's let's call a spade a spade. You know. The Coves playing budget when they're playing in the Highland League compared to League Ones, you know, it's night and day, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had a bigger playing budget for Martin than Stenhouse Muir and Stenhouse Muir in League One, you know. You know, there's guys getting paid more money playing in junior football than there is getting played sometimes in the Championship. It's a mess, you know, and, and I don't know how you change it, and I don't know how, how if or if it ever will change, you know. Um, <clears throat> and until that that happens, I just can't see. I mean. I can't. I, I don't know where Scottish football is really going to go. If I'm being honest, you know. I mean, you look at the Highland League. Not being disrespectful to any teams, you've got a gulf between the top end of the Highland League and the bottom end of the Highland League is is enormous. Yeah. yeah. Um, the junior leagues, the gulf between the top junior teams and the bottom junior teams is enormous. You know, the top junior teams can they compete in the Highland League? Yes, of course they could. Could the bottom teams in the Highland League compete in the Junior League? Questionable. Would they win mm-hmm. it? Probably not. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's. And that's just talking about the north side of things. I mean, if you look at the central belt, the Lowland League, it's just as bad, if not worse. You know, there's better teams playing the Lowland League in some of the some of the League Two teams. You know, um, and that's that's just the nature of the beast, unfortunately. You know, it's uh, it's yeah, there's finances involved, there's logistics involved. Um, but yeah, junior football, as I say, it's it's I haven't played it for twenty years. Um, it's changed massively, or maybe I've just grown up and maybe forgotten what it was like. But um, I'm enjoying it. I, I'm, I'm, I still feel I can contribute. Um, I still have the desire to win. I still want to win. Unfortunately, we're up against a very good Banks of D team, so the chances are we're probably not going to win. Um, we're not going to lead anyway, I don't think, um, unless obviously something drastic happens. Um, but mathematically, it's still possible, so you've got to say all the right words. But um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. Um, I still feel I can contribute, um, and albeit as I say, the minute I don't feel I can, or I'm getting a bit too achy or too old, as I'm already there. But you know, I'll call it a day, sort of thing. Um, and yeah, as I say, 
<clears throat> whilst I'm still fit and healthy, you're a long time retired, so try and play as long as you can if you're enjoying it. And I'm still enjoying it. So, um, but if I lose that appetite or that hunger, then I'll, I'll call it a day sort of thing, you know. Play young players in the Highland League that you feel could play at a higher level at the moment. In, in the Highland League at the yeah, moment? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, well I, I can only really comment on the games I've, I've kind of watched. Um, hmm. And I, ironically, I had this discussion a couple of weeks back with uh, John Sheridan at Cove because I, uh, I, I try and I try and look out for as many many players as I can. If I can, I, I say to anyone, anyone listening to me, to know me, I say to any player that I've come across a player, if I can help anyone in any way through people I know or put them in touch with people, because as I say, some of my friends have gone to be football agents and whatnot. Um, I'll always do that. Um, I've done it in the past and I'll do it in the future with, and for no benefit of mine, you know. Um, but I'm really impressed with the boy, um, the boy Shanks in the locals. I think he's got a real chance. I think he's he's he reminds me very much of the the type of boy that um, can go. He's he's taking a step, probably perceived. I had this conversation with him when I spoke to him, and I don't know the boy I met him and had a conversation. Says him, look. I think the mentality, and I've seen it when I was at Martin, young boys coming out of Aberdeen just think they're going to go to the Highland League and they're going to rip it up. Now, there's so many players that have thought that, they've came with that mentality, they've came with that attitude, and it's not materialised because in the top of the Highland League, there's some good players, there's some good teams. You know, you just need to look at the two boys that have that, that went to Martin this year, the boy Hamrati and, and Tyler, um, uh, Tyler and, and, and the boy Hamrati, both cracking football players, very technical, technically gifted. Have they ripped up the Highland League? Questionable, questionable. I've, I've watched them both play against. We played, we played the uh, Aberdeen a couple of years back. Fortunately, I had the, the, the night off and I got to watch them up close. And the two of them were tremendous. And it, and Connor Clark both got big futures in the game. But it's down to them two about how far they go. Because if I'm being honest, I think the two of them came behind the league thinking it was easier than it was, and they got an eye opener. You know, um, I, I was incredibly impressed with the boy Hanratty when I seen him a couple of years back. Has he staggered or stagnated a little bit, so to speak? Possibly. You know, he's he's been alone to for Martin. He was at Cove, he's now at Elgin. I hope he gets it right at Elgin. I hope he gets a run of games and he gets a bit of form because I think there's a talent there. As I said, the boy Shanks though, really impressed with him. He's obviously came uh, he's came from Aberdeen, got a knock back there, he's taken a step back in the high league, he's doing really well. Locos would be desperate to try and tie him down to a longer deal. Um, but I think he's got the ability to step up. I'd be amazed if 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 Peter Head and Cove and even maybe even the Cali Thistles of the Ross Counties of this world aren't looking at that guy, you know, because of his age, um, his potential. And probably Robert Ward falls into that bracket as well, you know. Um, Locals have got a couple. Um, Lloyd Robertson in the middle of the park as well, good player too, you know. Um, the two the two young lads that Broda had on loan from um, from Ross County, I've, I was reading about them as well and I've spoke to a few guys up there. Apparently they've ripped up the Highland League and done very well and they've also gone back to, to, to County with a view to try to push for the first team if not they're going to go out elsewhere whether they go back to Broder or whether they obviously they go they go into the leagues I don't know um, certainly I think they've got they've got potential they've got a chance you know um, but yeah <clears throat> as I say it's good to see obviously there's not just two or three teams challenging at the top end of the high league there's actually a, a few more um, as I say the Brock have got a, f- a few good young boys I think the boy Lewis Duncan I rate him quite highly I was speaking to uh, to, to, to Fig Scotty Barber about him I think he might be going away on a, a, on a scholarship and I wish him best of luck if, he's, if, he, if, he, if he does that um, just need to look at the boy Hamish Ritchie Hamish Ritchie obviously came back from, from his scholarship 
I think he's a, a tremendous player. I actually said to, to Paul Lawson about him when he came back because I remember him at 16 playing for Keith against us at Kynick and he was tremendous at 16. Um, came back, a, he went to a boy, came back a man and he's he's doing very well. And I actually, I'd be surprised if uh, if Hamish doesn't actually kick on from Peter Head again. You know, I, I would be, I wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if, uh, if, uh, I mean, Dick Campbell, for example, is probably looking at him. You know, um, I know Gary Irvin would love to have him at, at four for he's going to be about his wage, he went with his wage bracket. But um, as I say, it wouldn't surprise me if, if a full time team even come in for him because he's he's really doing well in that Peterhead team, you know. And and Kilt Cove would obviously be stupid not to be looking at him as well, you know. Um, but no, there's there's some good players in the league. There, there, there really is, and, and as I say. It's it's nice to see that they're not all just in one team now, you know. That's they're all, they're all dotted about, so it makes for um, it makes for a, a a good a good a good spectacle from a neutral point of view as well. If you're going out to watch a home league game, by all means, take in any game you want. There's there's good players on show. Hope you can join me next time for another interesting interview. Um.